Fresh, I have a new game of the year, 2022. Are we like, are we just going to change how the show starts every single episode? Because there's uh, no- normally, and we've discussed this previously. Yeah. It starts with, my name is Ross, oh, your name is Chris Plant, last I checked. My name uh-huh. is Ross Frostick. Welcome to the Resties, we're the best of the etc. Uh-huh. And then you might have a, a prompt or some such. My name is Chris Plant. <laughs> my name is Ross Frostick. And this is the Resties, where the best of the rest pick the rest of the best. Crushed it. Nailed it. First first try. <laughs> and this week, we're going to be talking about something I'm really excited about. Huge project for the Resties. It is. It's going to span many episodes. But first, have you heard about the game of the year? My new game of the year? No. Okay, it's called Your Wife Gets COVID, <laughs> and she goes to the hospital, and then your son gets COVID. And you don't have COVID, but for four days, he demands you play Sonic the Hedgehog while screaming at you to teach him how dual stick controls work in Minecraft. Oh, so he's playing... You you might say, how is he playing Minecraft? Oh, because he he figured out from the media, the, the mainstream media, that there is a Sonic in Minecraft. So now he has to learn how to how to control in a 3d space oh sure hell of a game hell of a game i mean that sounds uh not not the first part about your wife but but the learn playing sonic with your son sounds like fun well it, it is fun except for i did i didn't appreciate that your child having to learn how to control two joysticks is like a big moment in frustration sure for the growing gamer and for that to happen while he is covid positive and in, I would say, like, not the best mood. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a journey. But you are right in that, like, I, I said game of the year. I will look back on this. My my wife is now out of the hospital. My son is, you know, kind of like, it seems like cresting. Mm. His fever is broken. I will look back on this as, like, one of my favorite memories. <laughs> is that bad? No, that's it's like, nice. That, like, I mean, it ended, brain? it ended well. So that's what they say. The, the harrowing moments, if they end well, become very nice, good moments. He can control in a 3D space now. That's what you mean? That's amazing. Well, I was going to say, you know, for us, we all played GoldenEye growing up. Mm. GoldenEye was like a Baby Steps dual analog sticks game. Because there's really only one analog stick. But it kind of taught you to use you know, looking around and aiming at the same time. And now these kids have to just jump right into the deep end of dual analog sticks and good luck. That's true. But thankfully true. They, they have us. I Anyway, I have COVID <laughs> as well. So everyone's in this big party. <laughs> I, I um, probably do. So we're just, it's, it's Resty's COVID edition. I just hope everyone listening at home is masked and, uh, you know, isn't going to get it through. D- does it travel through sound waves? It might no. at this point. No, COVID twenty two might. We I I don't know about COVID nineteen, but twenty two might. Yeah. I, also, we're saying we've had it very easy. <laughs> it could have been so much worse. No, so I, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling extremely lucky. Uh, very yeah. fortunate. Yeah, yeah. Everyone uh, who has gotten it in my family has thankfully, while had a, a few grumpy days, um, has mm. not had anything severe. Knock on wood. Thank God. Um, so yeah, we're, we're just goofing, but, uh, yeah, you know, at this point, even though I think we've both been enormously careful forever, um, sort of can't escape it. Yeah. It might, it might just be one of those things that just like, like the wave in deep impact, you just can't get away from it. (laughs) 
What's that Nicolas Cage movie where the world just ends? Uh, knowing? The Knowing. That's a, yes. a great film. Anyway, I'm really glad that we could start here. The Besties, known for those funny, goofy intros. The Resties, known for medical updates on both of us. And very grim. <laughs> very grim. Um, but we should talk about our actual topic of the day because it's a huge thing. I'm just going to set it up and then we're going to take a quick break. This thing is the Resties required reading list. The 25... Uh, let's say essential games, the games that you should play from 1980 to 2020. And we're going to talk about it right after this. Plan. It's important that we sort of lay out that these are not, you know, obviously the besties we've done best of such mm-hmm. and such year. We've done countless best of the year, best game of the year episodes. We are not doing that here. This is something different, correct? Right. These are the games that we feel you should play if you want to have a fundamental appreciation of video games. Um, they're like they're the games that will make every other game you play richer because you will get either the references or the history or the inspiration of uh, everything. It's like how, you know, there was that movie where the train comes at the screen and everyone freaked out because they had never seen that before in like yeah. 1910 or whatever. It's like one of those. And then later on, when you watch uh, another movie with a train, you're like, damn. <laughs> Coming at the screen. <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't have COVID, I would definitely have called out at least one movie with a train. Oh, you would have you really nailed it. Yeah. Unfortunately, you did. Murder on the Orient, Orient Express. How about that? That is a movie with a train. Um, so here's how it's going to work. Because, again, this needs to be manageable. We want it to be a list of games that, in theory, you could play over a few years. Um, or at least kind of pick at, right? Yes. We don't want it to be this like massive endless list. Um, so it's going to be 25 games and it's going to go from Pac-Man to modern day. So that's 1980 to 2020. There are video games that came out before that. We're not going to talk about tennis for two. I understand it's an incredibly important, uh, moment for the history of video games. Without it, we wouldn't have video games. Good luck playing it in its original format outside of going to, like, a museum. Uh, that's that's not how this episode's going to work. Um, here is how it's going to work. We are going to do episodes that span five-year chunks. And from those five years, with each episode, we'll pick between one to three games. There'll obviously be some chunks where, hey, only one thing makes it. There'll be some where we use up all three. Uh, not going to do any more than that. Otherwise, we will obviously go above 25 pretty quickly. So those episodes will be 80 to 84, 85 to 89, 90 to 94, 95 to 99, 2000 to 2004, 2005 to 2009, 2010 to 2014. And here's a twist. 2015 to 2020, which is technically six years. But I wanted to do a round number so, like, yeah, I, I think people can live with it. So so just to boil it down, it is basically for those chunks of years that Plant just mentioned, there will be one to three games that we decide this is a game you should play if you want this foundational knowledge. That will be very hard. I'm just looking at this first group um, because there are so many amazing games. But uh, we will try to be really picky um, and and narrow that down. Yeah, and, and as we talk about these, again... We might not be picking the best games. Just don't want to hammer, hammer that home because a lot of times there'll be things here that are very refined versions of things that maybe did it better uh, or 
thing. They are the things that did it better. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I would say that they're the essential, you know, text. Yeah. If we're talking Seaman 2 versus Seaman 1, Seaman 1 wins. Yeah, exactly. That is a great way of putting it. I don't know if Seaman 2 ever actually came out. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, cool. So our first episode today, right now, is going to be from 2005 to 2009. I wanted to start out with something that I feel like a lot of people who listen to the show, they'll be familiar with a lot of these games. Um, these are also games that, for the most part, they're games that you can still relatively easily play just through downloads on Steam or various other places. Uh, some of them you can't, but for the most part, they will be games that are accessible. Yeah, and then for future episodes, we're going to do these years in the order of our choosing. It won't yes. be chronological order. We also we didn't want it to be just like old old person games for three episodes yeah, straight. Yeah, so we're exactly. kind of saving you from yourself. Yeah, we, we will try to let y'all know uh, which episodes we're doing in advance. That way you can kind of play along as we go. Yes, and we will keep um, obviously a running uh, document that maintains all the selections. So at the end, we will have the big list and we'll share that on Twitter and various other places. And very final thing with all of this, uh, we won't be doing this all back to back to back to back. No. If big important games come up, we're going to take some time to do those. This is like a big ongoing project. So... It'll be off and on, uh, and it'll be a journey for you to go on with us. But I don't know if we're picking Journey. I think that came out later. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think Flower is on this list. Yeah. Uh, hey, do you want to get started? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I will read off the entries for this first year, and we can kind of alternate back and forth. That okay. sound good? Okay, so first year, 2005. This is Some 2005 games... to 2009. Yes, but I'm just going off just 2005. Yes. Resident Evil 4. Wow. God of War. Yep. The original. Guitar Hero. Yep. Shadow of the Colossus. Wow. Great year. Call of Duty 2. Yep. Animal Crossing Wild World. Which I believe that's the first portable Animal Crossing. Was Is that it? right? Uh, yeah. On the DS. Yes, it was. And... Geometry Wars, which might sound like the easiest one to write off, but I actually think is very important in the games industry. Wait, I added one. Oh, what no, did I didn't. I, I, I incorrectly added one. Never mind. Forget it. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. How, how, how did those, that first group hit you? Is there a thing that stands out right away? Where yeah, like, Resident Evil 4 stands out right away to me. Interesting. As a potential included thing. I mean, we've talked about Resident Evil a lot on the besties. Mm-hmm. And as people are aware, I consider Resident Evil 4 to be the absolute peak of the franchise. Um, I think we all can agree that it's at the very least the second best, if not the best, uh, compared to uh, Resident Evil Village. Resident Evil 4 is, is incredible and formative. Um, the only other one I think on this list that I would consider is probably Shadow of the Colossus, which is an amazing game. Uh, you know, I don't know that I need to describe. Well, maybe I do. You're a little guy and you run around in this big open world that has essentially no enemies except for these giant rock monsters that you have to climb on. And um, just a beautiful, very creatively made uh, adventure game uh, that is just terrific and was recently remade in the last couple of years. Yeah, the, the enemies can be like the size of skyscrapers or parking garages. Yeah. Uh, and you... That their bodies are the effectively the levels. Yeah, like navigating. W were there them. any in that group that you like? <clears throat> mm, so, 
yeah, I mean, we're going to uh, very quickly figure out what our, I guess, metric is for this. Mm. My gut first off was like, well, obviously, Guitar Hero and Shadow of the Colossus. Guitar Hero, you know, s- inspires this absolutely massive um, trend in rhythm games and plastic instruments, yes, right? That is true. And Shadow of the Colossus is just, I mean, known as one of the probably five art games mainstream art games you know games that make you cry but that said when i think about like the impact they actually left on the industry i don't i'm not as convinced um well guitar Guitar hero Hero, specifically yeah yeah. while it did have this massive impact that lasted probably i want to say six or seven years no longer, obviously. Like right. No one has plastic instruments in their house. Or if they do, they seriously hate the fact that they have plastic instruments in their house. Those are great games. I have a lot of fun playing them. But the moment has passed. So I do not think it is informing current game, current day game development outside of like BeatStar on the iOS and, and other like rhythmy games like that. So yeah. yeah I and then Sh- Shadow yeah. of the Colossus... I feel like we've seen, especially recently, more kind of indie or, you know, somewhere between indie and AAA studios try to emulate that core idea of, like, what is a boss fight? Can bot giant bodies be levels or can levels be more than these kind of static things that we, you know, move around? Um, but it also... It, it doesn't really feel like there was the, like, world of shadow of the colossus ripoffs uh down the line and again i'm not saying like that's not going to be this whole list i don't think the measurement of why a game is required reading is like did it inspire a bunch of clones um it's more that i don't shadow of the Colossus impact is not as clear to me now as i necessarily thought it would be when i played it for the first time yeah i thought it was going to be revolutionary and now it feels like a really lovely game that I go back to in the same way I go back to a lot of indie games um, that are emotional and resonate with me and have like one kind of really great hook. Um, But not a whole lot more than that. I mentioned geometry wars. The reason that I would nominate that I considered it. Yeah. Is, I mean, to me, that is the game that opens the door for downloadable games on video game consoles. Yeah, um, well, Hexic as well. We can't forget Hexic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes, Geometry Wars. And, and, and I think Braid might be the other version of that. But Geometry Wars felt, it just felt incredible when you could turn on your Xbox 360 and, and just download a game. Yeah. Um, that seems so basic now, but at the time was just kind of unreal. Um, but whether or not like that makes it the game, and then the other thing is like Animal Crossing. It's the first mob one, yada yada. And Call of Duty too. I do think that is the moment that Call of Duty becomes Call of Duty. Uh, um, I don't agree with that. But I, yeah, I mean, it's a great. It is a great game, Call of Duty too. But I, I think it, uh, Call of Duty Four, which we'll get to, is the more formative moment in yeah. the series. So I mean, I there's nothing, nothing for me here is like a absolute. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't say absolute yes, but I am pretty confident in Resident Evil 4. I think it is the best uh, uh, survival horror, uh, like horror game, best representation <laughs> of horror. Uh, it's like an actually genuinely fun game even today. I know how you feel about it, but 
regardless. Um, I yeah, I think it's the high watermark of an entire genre. Um, so I feel pretty strongly, but we'll sort of see where we're at once we get through the full list. Yeah, I think also that it effectively is the one good mainstream VR game. <laughs> yeah. Is like kind of incredible I mean, and telling. Uh, about its... There was also... Um... <laughs> god i'm sure beat saber yeah i mean beat saber is very good yeah there are there are a couple uh you know half-life alex is an amazing vr game like yeah i wouldn't call that a mainstream game you know if like only like 500 people can sure that's that is fair um okay i'm I'm marking that as a maybe and we'll kind of keep trucking along 2006 you want to take this one sure leave it uh on 2006 these are the releases elder scrolls oblivion elder scrolls Four, five, somewhere in there. Um, Gears of War, The Legends of Zelda: Twilight Princess, Elite Beat Agents, Wii Sports, and Metal Gear Solid Three Subsistence. Subsistence. I'm sorry. I also added Gary's mod to this. Mmm. Yeah, that's a good addition. Thought it'd be worth worthwhile. Hmm. Ba 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 ba. Um. So I, I, let me let me comment on a couple of things. First of all, you'll note that I added Metal Gear Solid Three Subsistence, um, and not like this is not the original release of Metal Gear Solid Three. So it seems kind of weird to like release a you know to discuss a game that essentially is like a re-release, but, but it made it playable. It made it playable. <laughs> like this is. I mean, we were talking about high watermarks for the series. I believe that this is the highest watermark for Metal Gear Solid. There is uh, better than the first game, better than five, you know, you name it. I think this is the as good as it gets for Metal Gear Solid. So I, I wanted to include that. Yeah, I so looking through all of this. I mean, I included Elite Beat Agents. I, I don't know if we can add it. Oh, sorry, I didn't say it. Elite Beat yeah, Agents, it, yeah. It, it's just, it's, I think, a perfect video. It game. is a great game. But yeah. I yeah, hard to add here. I, the only thing that sticks out to me is like, yeah, we should really include this would be Gary's mod or Wii Sports. Yeah. Um, Wii Sports, again, is tricky in that the revolution it produced was a disaster, <laughs> largely. Yeah. Um, but here's my counterpoint for it of why it's like historically just so significant. So Wii Sports comes out. And it invites tons and tons of people into video games, right? This is a p- point where there is a massive cutoff in people over the age of, like, basically 20 who don't know how to use a video game controller. Um, which, again, I understand might sound kind of severe, but is just true at this point. And it brings uh, so many people either into video games for the first time or back into the video games. And then it sets up what is about to happen over the coming years, which is like GTA 4 coming out, like that sort of. Well, and even like the app store like renaissance of like all these people that played Wii Wii Sports and that was their first video game are now like addicted to Candy Crush and all sorts of shit. So like, And then, yeah, the other thing it does is by basically inspiring this trend in motion gaming, that leads to the creation of the Kinect, which... Hey, the Kinect, obviously, rest in peace. The technology in the Kinect is what inspires the technology in your phones that allows you to do the kind of, like, fake, uh, uh, what is it, like, focus, the shift focus on your phone. It is what does your face ID. Um, The technology that came from motion gaming is extremely important. Not to mention VR. Um, 
Yeah, NVR. Yeah, so I, I, I do feel like it, even if the Wii side of things maybe wasn't as important as everybody hoped it would be, uh, Wii Sports gets Wiis in the living room. It introduce it brings people into video games and it inspires technology that is like just tremendously important. Yeah. Um and then I just want to real quick talk about Gary's mod. So Gary's mod came out in 20, 2006. It's a very weird, not really a game thing where you basically have access to all of the model character models originally that were in Half-Life 2. And you could essentially like pose them and create scenes using all of the physics objects and character models and like kind of let your creativity run wild and an entire community sort of built around that and became a whole huge thing that still kind of exists today. Like there are still people making Gary's mod content and it's, you know, 15 years later. So um, it, I think it's worth considering. And I agree. Wii Sports absolutely is also worth considering. Yeah, I'm 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 marking both those for our, our kind of final deliberation. Yeah. Um okay, 2007. Gosh, video games are about to explode. Um 2007 is Mario Galaxy, The Orange Box, which includes Portal, Half-Life 2 Episode 2, the updated Team Fortress 2. Uh BioShock, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare, Rock Band, God of War 2, Mass Effect, Stalker, Resident Evil 4 Wii Edition. I wrote that one. And Peggle. (laughs) Um, I think we could probably remove Resident Evil 4 Wii Edition. I did want to call it out because it is considered by many to be the very best Resident Evil 4 release, although I think the VR version might have trumped it at this point. Yeah, I I think think that's fair. Yeah, I, I would also say I think the orange box is cheating. Okay. Because, okay. because it's three extremely good games in one, like, deluxe pack. Yeah, let's just say Portal. I would probably just say Portal, yeah. Um, okay. I, 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 this, is, this is just a bonkers year. To me, this is... We should just talk about this year for a second. <laughs> this, to me, feels like truly the sea change for video games, and we're going to see it play out even more severely in the following year. But it is wild looking at best of video game lists basically before this, you know, 2000 to 2006, and then 2007 onwards. Just a tremendous change. Before 2007, you would look at it and it's like Madden would be there every time in a baseball game. And like you could feel them filling the list. Um, there would be, you know, re-release packages. Yeah. Um, and then here, I mean, this is just a, a greatest hits list of all time. Every game we just mentioned here could be in like a video game hall of fame. Um, whether or not I love all of them is kind of beside the point. But there's a reason that we like dedicated entire season of the besties to bracketing off this just this year. Um because, I mean, it, it's just astonishing. And I think that there's a number of reasons for that. I think studios are suddenly getting much bigger. The money going into video games is getting a lot richer. Um, I think Microsoft finally getting a grapple in the video game industry with Xbox 360 is inspiring that. There's just more places to play video games. Um, and, I mean, you mentioned this earlier, but we are 
on the cusp of social gaming, of, you know, Facebook gaming and, and iOS. And there just seems to be an interest in video games in a way that I, I can't think of really any precedent in video game history. That, you know, not, not like Pac-Man fever. Like that, I don't, I'm not making that comparison. This is a genuine cultural moment. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, there there are really two games in here that jump out to me as definitely definitely worth considering for inclusion. Uh, and those would be Portal and Bioshock. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah. Not Call of Duty. Um, yeah, maybe Call of Duty as well. Yeah, probably Call of Duty as well. Yeah, for me, I Call of Duty is the one that stands out because yeah, it. I mean, it's the biggest video game franchise of all time. Sure, and uh, you know, if you're not going to say Call of Duty Two is the game that makes it that, no, way, Call right. of Duty yeah, Four no. definitely yeah. is. Um, and it kind of sets in motion a lot of the competitive multiplayer stuff. I know Halo is a piece of that too, um, but it's just huge. Bioshock is a game that at the time, again, in this kind of our game's art conversation, felt more important to me than it does now. Um, It's not a bad game, like by any stretch of the imagination, but there have just been so many games before it and after it that I think do the same ideas better. I... I don't know. I, I feel yeah. I you know obviously Bioshock was inspired, you know, by System Shock and 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 uh, the games that came before it. I do think that Bioshock hit this level of, uh, I you know, artistic, uh, but also like a mature storytelling perspective, and then obviously like the, you know, the big hook of the game. I don't know. The first time I saw Bioshock, it felt like a new thing entirely in a way that like I very rarely had that experience and haven't had that experience since. Cause it just felt like, Oh, this is like a, a shooter, but it is treating it with like a level of sincerity and also like seriousness that I just don't see in video games very often. Yeah, I do agree with that. I do remember the first time I'm playing the first time I played it, that it, it blew my mind in that way. Yeah. That it just felt unmatched in a, in a way uh, in terms of storytelling i guess my big question mark for it is yeah but what about now like is that yeah but don't you think there are games now like let's look at dishonored for example like don't you think dishonored owes at least some of its roots to bioshock yeah but again this is another genre that's dead <laughs> like, yeah, sure. so it, it, it's like yeah, i mean not I dead, dead but i i get your point yeah, I, I let's let's mark it as a maybe. Okay, um, and we can come back to it. And just then, I know. Uh, and just to talk about Portal real quick, because I do agree, Call of Duty is a maybe as well. Um, the my hesitance on Portal is that I think Portal Two is in every single way the better game, but I realize that's not the list we're talking about. Mm-hmm. There is like a genre of first person puzzle games that sort of came out of Portal, and also the like. I think the idea that you could have like this level of like mature humor in a game mm-hmm. was pretty mm-hmm. rare. Um, uh, you know, games uh, that had jokes in them previously relied on, you know, kind of silly, goofy uh, fart humor, stuff like that. Um, so I don't know. Um, yeah. What do you think on Portal? I mean, I, I, I'm going to put it as a maybe 
it just so that we can kind of compare it. Yeah. Because I, I think I think we're going to get to a point where these we're going to have to have a larger. Yeah, it will be. It's hard for me to imagine we don't pick three games from this chunk because it is such a. a oh yeah, it's a powerhouse. Powerhouse it, yeah, series it, of five it, years, but. Yeah, especially when there are chunks like I think like eighty to eighty four where we will pick one. Yeah. Um, as much as I love a lot of those classic games, we're gonna pick. We're gonna pick one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You we're gonna definitely have to put three games on this. So 2008, uh, Grand Theft Auto 4, World of Goo, Metal Gear Solid 4, Braid, Fallout 3, Smash Brothers Brawl, Gears of War 2, Persona 4, Fable 2, Left 4 Dead, Dead Space, Burnout Paradise, Motorstorm Pacific Rift, which I know does not seem like it fits there, but I think it's one of the greatest racing games ever made, Street Fighter 4, Audio Surf. And I did not include a ton of games. A ton. I'm sure that there's somebody screaming at me right now about Mirror's Edge or something else that didn't make this cut. Yeah, that is a lot of games. Um... Okay. I mean, GTA 4 has to make the maybe list, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yes. I mean, from do you a, from what a... it was like in New York when, when that game came out? Yeah, it, it was it was a bizarre... There had never wild. been any 3D recreation of a real place that came that close to the real place. It's insane. Uh, yeah, and and specifically being in New York because of that. I mean, I the day it came out, I remember cutting class... And walking from one game spot to the next. Game spot? Game, game stop. stop. Yeah. There we go. Uh, and and there just being a humongous line at every one of them. Um, and then finally I bought a, a reservation off of a friend. And then just to get into the store for that was a huge, huge line. I, I mean, it was such an event and that was before you know everybody was buying everything online so you know th that could be happening today and it's just invisible because people have their amazon order coming this is kind of the epitome of this list though because i do think as like critically the game has not aged well at all uh -huh. um it's in my opinion one of the least fun grand theft auto games there is yeah uh but it did sort of lay the groundwork for what GTA is now, not just GTA, but also like, like high end open world games, all yeah. owe sort of this, they, uh, this watermark was set by GTA four. So it is Ubisoft as a company yeah. does not exist as we know it today without this game coming out in 2008. Yeah. Um, so I agree. Uh, I w of this list, the other thing that I would definitely consider including I would consider including World of Goo. I would consider including. I know you're going to include Persona Four, and that's fine. You do that. No, I'm 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 actually not. Oh, I love okay. Persona, but I I, uh, I would sooner include a Dragon Quest at a different point. I'm going to uh, just list. temporarily include Burnout Paradise, even though I think yeah. it's going to get the boot. I will include your Motorstorm, and I would also include Street Fighter Four. Okay. Yeah, I think that's right. I, I, uh, Metal Gear Solid Four is the, I think the worst Metal Gear Solid game, which is not actually that bad. Like, it's a pretty good game. It's uh, a, it's, it's a fun bad. movie. <laughs> um, I think Brawl, Great Smash Brothers. I don't know if yeah. that's the one that I would want to include here. I mean, Fallout Three though. Again, this Fallout Three and I think GTA There's Four so are similar in that way because this was, um. 
you know, Bethesda showing that they could handle a different franchise. But effectively, they are using the Skyrim model, even though it is a different yeah. different uh, sort of thing. Yeah, I, I think I will be more likely to include Skyrim later in yeah. Fallout 3 here. Yeah. Um, because I think Skyrim is when it becomes a... Or Elder, yeah. Yeah, fair. thing. Yeah. Um, um, okay. I would, ah, fuck. World of Goo it, is real. I, for those, I don't know if it's going to make the cut, but man, World of Goo is like one of the best indie games ever made, bar none. Not even a question. It is like so incredibly well done. Um, I don't. And know it was to, on Wii and eventually iOS. iOS. Yeah, and it's great and on it, iOS. It, honestly, yeah, like it, it's probably the ideal platform iOS. Yeah, and I think that's Android what made game. it special was like oh a real game yeah you're playing a real game on on a portable system um okay very quickly 2009 video games they're here uncharted 2 okay modern warfare 2 assassin's creed 2 batman arkham asylum after many delays um demon souls whoo uh monkey island plants vs. zombies flower Trials HD, Red Faction Guerrilla, DJ Hero, which I'm including just because I like it, and Borderlands. I had to, ready for this, I was mm-hmm. at MTV at the time. Mm-hmm. MTV wanted me to fly to Ibiza, Ibiza. to interview DJ Tiesto mm-hmm. for DJ Hero. Of course. And I know nothing about electronic EDM, whatever, EDM. And I needed to Google a lot about Tiesto and listen to a lot of his music to actually do the interview. So that is really the only connection I have to DJ. (laughs) (laughs) That's good to know. They made a sequel to that game. Did they? Who who could have imagined? Good for them. Um, Yeah, I see that you've highlighted uh, Batman Arkham Asylum and Demon's Souls. Yeah, honestly, let me pause for a second and say that I think there is one on this list that I will fight probably harder than any other game in this entire list. And that's Demon Souls, for yeah. maybe obvious reasons. But in case they're not obvious, Demon Souls was the birthing of the Souls genre. Uh, I mean, te- you could technically go back to their earlier games, but this is the time when it really like coalesced, and um, every aspect of Elden Ring can be seen in the original Demon Souls. It is wild how much has continued on, almost untouched. A lot has been changed. But a lot has not. So I would I mean, definitely. Yeah, and the best PS5 game still is just a remake of Demon's Souls. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> That's kind of incredible. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I, I think Demon's Souls is so essential that I feel like we can even just put it in before we go to the break. Sure. You want to? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So we only uh, have okay. two games to pick. So, so now we're only down to two. Oh my uh, we're going to take a quick break, drink some uh, water, rehydrate. Pedialyte. Check, check on our families. <laughs> um, and we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. So we know that Demon's Souls is here. And I, I, I want to give it a, a, just a minute to let it breathe. Because this is, you know, a privilege <laughs> for this game. Considering all of the great games that we've named. I do agree with you. It is, I don't know, this might be the most influential game of everything that we've talked about so far. Certainly of the last two decades, I think Demon's Souls has defined a lot. Yeah, because uh, we, we mentioned this with things like Wii Sports or um, Bioshock or 
Uh, I'm trying to give other ones here. G- games that shadow the Colossus, games that were important and were artistically satisfying, but maybe their trend died off a little sooner than we expected. Yeah. Um, or they just didn't pick up at all. Or the Grand Theft Autos, which I think inspired, obviously, the entire Ubisoft open world formula that we see in Far Cry and um, and in uh, Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs. What's wild about Demon's Souls is that it has inspired some interesting changes to a ton of different games. And, and not like just like straight up ripoffs. It's just changed how health works in video games sure. or how saving works yeah. or how um, world design works in terms of how you memorize spaces. Um, and then on top of that, the people who made it have effectively had a spotless record ever since then. Um, just making better and better versions of the game. I know some people are going to argue with us about Deep, or Dark Souls 2. Yeah. I disagree. I think they just kind of keep learning and growing and getting better. So yeah, It was I, technically a different team that made Dark Souls 2, so we yeah. don't necessarily need to put that on their shoulders. I'll, I'll, I'll still stand up for it. I know. So, okay, so it's on the list. Other stuff. Are there some that you're looking here? To, to, to remind everybody, here's what we've uh, saved as like, oh, we probably need to sneak these in. Resident Evil 4, mm-hmm. Gary's Mod, Wii Sports, Portal, Bioshock, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, Grand Theft Auto 4, World of Goo, Burnout Paradise, Motorstorm Pacific Rift, Street Fighter 4. Right off the bat, I'm taking off Motorstorm Pacific Rift. I love it. Uh, it. Burnout Paradise on its own would be able to replace it as the racing game in this sure. category. I think I'm also going to take off Gary's Mod. Yeah, I was because going to as well. Yeah, just because I can't recommend it as a required reading. There's just text. no analog to it. It hasn't really defined anything that has come after it. It's like yeah. its own thing. Well, and, and I, I like if this is a list that we're going to give for people to actually go out and try. I, I just don't think it would be like helpful for That's anybody true. to go and try it. Yeah, um, I think it's super important, but I just don't, I couldn't recommend putting it in people's hands. I'll let you cut some now. Okay, I'm going to cut some. Uh, I'm going to cut the original portal. Okay. Goodbye, Portal. Great game. Stellar. Uh, fuck, maybe I want to keep it. <laughs> I, uh, no, I'm going to cut GTA 4. Goodbye. Oh, wow. Uh, fuck. Yeah, no. That I'm going like to no. cut. I mean, uh, I, how about we keep that? I think we should cut maybe World of Goo before we Okay, cut that. well, you're right. World because I think like World of Goo, we can start comparing these to other things. I think Wii Sports fills that void. Okay. Uh, Resident Evil, Wii Sports. I'm going to cut Bioshock. I think Bioshock is like a game that I would put on my like 50 games that are fun to play. I would cut Paradise, Burnout Paradise and Street Fighter 4 before I would cut Bioshock. Okay. I mean, sure. Let's cut it. Let's get rid of those. That that removes all of the 2008 games except for GTA 4, which still lives. Um, Okay. Batman Arkham Asylum. I'm considering cutting. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy this game a lot. I think, actually, I, I prefer it to the the sequels. The only reason that I would cut it is because I think it's a nice Metroidvania, and I think we're going to include some better Metroidvanias. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, so that's fine. Uh, man, this is really hard. Okay, so... 
So that takes us down to Resident Evil 4, yep. Wii Sports, Bioshock, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare, GTA 4. Okay, I'm going to fight Wii Sports a little bit. For a second. Oh, also, you know what? I'm going to cut GTA 4. Because I think GTA 5 has actually had an even more significant cultural impact. Because of things like GTA Online. Yeah, that's certainly true. I also think it just frees us up. Yeah, okay. I'm kind of kicking the, let's do the it. problem it's, down the road. Yeah, this is tough, but I think... Because right. GTA 4 is like so tricky because then it's also like, well, do I include GTA 3? GTA 4 is also like, I wouldn't want to force someone to play GTA 4. Yeah, that's it true. It is glacial. Yeah, that's that's very true. Okay. Um. <laughs> so, Nico. again, here's where we're at with all those cuts. Resident Evil 4, Wii Sports, Bioshock, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare, uh, Demon Souls. I think I think Wii Sports has to stay. Here's I'm I'm gonna try to fight briefly against Wii Sports, even though I 100% acknowledge its cultural impact. <laughs> yeah, it's not that good of a game. I mean, it no I half mean, it, of it. Half of it is great. Half it is a magic trick. It's not a game. It's a magic trick, effectively. Like it is basically like fooling you into thinking that you're good at the sports that you're playing when you're really not. That's not a problem. Almost all video games are about fooling you into thinking you're good at the thing that you're doing in the game when you're actually not. So that would actually prove my point, though, because I think that is the majority of casual social games at that time. Sure. And that's how you get people into video games. So I I think that kind of... That kind of only makes me feel more passionate about it. Yeah. I mean, the only other aspect here... And I know what you're going to say in response, but it's kind of a downgrade. Is it's it's certainly hard to play the original Wii Sports because who the fuck has a Wii lying around? Mm-hmm. I realize you can play Wii Sports, or sorry, it's Nintendo Switch Sports, which we just talked about on Besties, which kind of does the trick. But I, I don't, I don't think I think when I say uh, you know it has to be available to you. Again, I'm comparing it to Tennis for Two, which has to be played on like a Doppler device oh, sure. or whatever, like yeah. in a submarine. Yeah, you need to break into NORAD to play Tennis yeah. for Two. Basically. So I'm, I, I think, um, yeah, I think of keeping it. Okay, so well, I, I, I'm not, I'm not marking it just yet. Formative games, shit. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that I like Call of Duty more than, but no, it's I know, really I know, really hard not to include it. Yeah, I know. You're right. We should include it. Yeah. You're right. Call of Duty 4 needs to be on this list. So so what what that leaves us with is Bioshock. I, I don't Wii think Sports, there's a way in hell Bioshock Resident survives Evil 4. That, that 3. Okay, you can cut. Yeah. You're right. Because there are earlier yeah. games that sort of in, define what Bioshock is. Resident Evil 4, he's uh, like a very ringer term, is like Apex Mountain to me. You're right. Of It's like the top, the top, the top of the top, right? Like it's it is at its peak. I mean... I get it. The, you know, if we're not if we're doing it by formativeness, it's funny because Resident Evil Four, from a game design standpoint, informed Resident Evil Five. It informed Resident Evil Village. It didn't really inform uh, the reboot of Resident Evil, um, and it hasn't. Inf- I, I don't know if it's informed that many other horror games. I don't play them generally because they're scary. So I'm not an expert. I'm about to make this so easy for us. Okay, great. I did the math wrong. If we do all of our chunks, 80 to 20, 20, right? 
2020. Yeah. And we d- awarded three games in each of those chunks, we would get to 24 games. Oh, great. So that means we can actually probably award between three, like more. Let's say three. No, I think well, it's... I, well, but then there's going to be years where we don't Yeah, like so I, I, I think I think we can, we'll change this to between two and four. That sound good? Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah because awarding just one in a year feels weird. Or in a period, yeah. Okay, so that that... That means we can keep Resident Evil. I, I like that. I, I feel good about that. Whew, thank goodness for bad math. Okay, so so here's here's the list. This is required reading. And then we're going to have a little bonus segment after we finish this. Resident Evil 4, Wii Sports, Call of Duty 4, and Demon Souls for this segment. And I think what we're going to do now is Plant and I are going get to get to pick one that's just like a personal pick yeah but before forward. we do that i just want to say thank you to uh and let me check this username uh jizz blaster dan uh, no it isn't <laughs> user jizz Bla- <laughs> no it isn't that's not user his jizz name blaster dan or her name her name yeah, or jizz blaster name. Dan, I don't know. um who asked on the best use subreddit if there was a uh, there was a oh yeah so it's, it's reddit so it's a reddit username. oh yeah 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 sorry no, i probably should have emphasized that from the top <laughs> I don't think Twitter allows those names. Um, uh, That kind of inspired us with this. And and I'm like I said, this is just a fun project. I love being able to talk with you about kind of video game history, especially this period, which I guess is this is like kind of our overlap when we were working together for the first time. Yeah. Um, Okay, so those are the games. What what is your you said one pick from this period that is like if you're making. So for the listener. This is the, if they want to know the Russell Frushtick, this is going to be the one game from this period that defines who you are as a person, as a critic, like. Yeah, it's probably Bioshock, to be honest. (laughs) It probably is Bioshock. Just from a taste standpoint, it, Bioshock really matches and checks a lot of the boxes that I find really interesting in game design from like player agency to writing to environmental design um so yeah it's bioshock uh i'm like i'm very torn i want to say elite beat agents but that's a weird pick because i don't like rhythm games outside of that pretty much when miku games it is really the only game i've ever seen where um a little girl's father dies and then comes back as a ghost to ensure that she has a great christmas so it's incredible. that's worth considering. It, I mean, it has one of the best performances of uh, September in any medium. Yeah, it's. I, yeah. I I think it's probably Red Faction Gorilla. Yeah, I think, and that does match. Uh, the, that does have Chris Plant. Yeah, and I, I think like it gets at what I would eventually realize I want from open world games, which is this Breath of the Wild type of system more so than the ubisoft model of you know very rigid go here and do that or like the horizon zero dawn i think it's never going to get credit for this and i'm not drawing a direct line between red fraction gorilla and breath of the wild and um elden ring but i think it starts a conversation amongst a lot of game developers about how open world games can work and i think it is a contrast with um gta 4 i don't think it's like 
an accident that the same publisher of Red Faction Guerrilla would also go on to create the Saints Row series. Uh, Which, as games, are generally better than yeah or just as like a gameplay experience is better are more playful and allow for you to kind of make the game for yourself uh, at times again nothing compared to modern stuff but certainly less rigid than gta 4 so i think yeah in terms of my taste i love that i just still think it's incredible that you know not that long after um 9-11 and the wars uh that we got a game where you play as a guerrilla terrorist, like fighting effectively an imperial power. Pretty, pretty wild. Uh, and one of those great examples of what you would see in B movie cinema in the like fifties and sixties, I guess seventies too, where they're taking on really challenging ideas and saying things that can't be said otherwise um, by putting it in something that's kind of silly and easily dismissed. So see also total recall. Yeah. Oh, what a what a great film! Obviously, very uh, and also set on Mars. So there that's, you go. That's true. That's true. Um, that's that's it. Do you have any recommendations this week? Mm, fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, uh, well hydrated yeah. and uh, take Tylenol every six hours. How about no, that? No, I think that sounds good. Um. <laughs> uh. Yeah. What do I got? Oh, I played something. I mean, I played more. I, I finished Citizen Sleeper. I really want oh. people to play it. It's just incredible. Yeah, I play it. Um, and jeez, oh, I don't know. I, I've been listening to a lot of The Watch uh, and The Big Picture. I mentioned Ringer shows earlier, so I should probably shout them out. Um, enjoy both them. One of the hosts from The Big Picture is back from uh, Parental Leave or Paternity Leave. That's Maternity Leave. All of the above. Yeah. Um, actually, true for both of them because both two of the hosts were out within the last calendar year. Anyway, it's a great show about movies. If you enjoy uh, listening to me talk about movies, you would enjoy listening to them much more. Um, they are brilliant, and I think uh, folks will like it. And that that is it. Cool. Well done. We did it. We survived. Oh man, are you tired? Because I'm tired. Yes. <laughs> I'm fucking tired. <laughs> um, cool. Well, that is it. Thank you again for listening to The Resties, where the rest of the best discuss the best of the rest. I am Chris Plant. He is Russ Frustick. And next, until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. Resties. Oh, yeah, Resties. <laughs>